0: What's going on, boys? Gate 7 International. Here we are. Costa's confused. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Costa, how you doing, buddy?
1: Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Gate 7 International. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the winds at Karaiskaki are back. Things are changing at Olympiakos and, you know, something's going on with the intro. Somebody just really wants to hear the, the, the music again and again and again. Anyway, guys, um been a while for me uh, away from the pod. I'm back from holiday. i'm I'm back home, and um, good to be back. Another win for Obiagos tonight at Karaiskagi. The power of our our castle is coming back after a miserable season last season in Europe. That's two in two now, a win against Genk, one nil, a win tonight against uh, FK Chukaritsky from Serbia three one in a dominant performance at least in the first half with with three goals from Olibiagos. Ari and I here we're going to get into it talk about the game as usual guys before we we get into it don't forget to hit that like button subscribe to the channel help us to keep growing the community of red and white fans across the world this is gate seven international by the fans for the fans thank you for all the wonderful support that we've been getting recently over the last 3 years as well that we've been uh, embarking on this project you can also support us on on Patreon if you wish uh, there are three different categories there um one in particular i will speak of the expanded category where you will be able to access um some early early content that is deep dives before they go live Uh, on the channel and uh, some some special interviews uh, more in-depth analysis post-match so go and check out our Patreon page for the three different tiers that you can find there we've got merchandise on the way as well Ari did I miss anything
0: uh the the first expanded analysis has also been done or enhanced post-match analysis we did that after the second leg of gank that is also available for any expanded content to your patrons uh so you can check that out uh, some great feedback so far a lot more stuff coming uh we have a fun interview also for patreon we are just working out the details hopefully that comes live that should be a pretty fun one again this is outside of the realm of libyakos uh, so you're not missing anything if you just care about your libiacos content. It's, this is something extra so you can support us, but we are giving something back to you. But other than that, that's that's everything, Costa.
1: Fantastic. Okay, so we can get straight into this game, I suppose. Um, I'm going to be, you know, going to go straight away and say I'm pissed. I'm pissed at the goal that we copped at the end. I know some someone's already... Said that in the comments. Um, as I said in in the introduction, I think it was a dominant performance in in the first half. We had in the end fourteen shots on goal, nine on target, seventy four percent possession. Um, and and you know what? Having having spoken to some some Serbian friends uh, about Jokicaritsky honestly going into this game I said it to you guys um, in the first half I I put my money on 3-0 already in the first half this is a team that we were playing against that is inexperienced this is the first round that they've played in in Europe this season so they haven't been through qualifying legs they've only been playing in in the Serbian League I think they've played around four or five games they lost their last game three nil to some to some Minnows Um uh, they sacked their manager, like their long-term manager, their captain and one of their best players, Dosich, was on the bench. Their star center forward is off to Saudi Arabia. So, you know, they've they've played with a lot of you know young players. Their their goalkeeper's 20 years old, two of their center backs are 20, 21. So really um I think we saw that very clearly in the the first the first half and you know, the first 15 minutes, they they were they were drinking seawater to to translate the the Greek phrase, uh, and uh, I think it was. I think we we should have we could have should have scored more Easily. in the first half. We should have put this tie to bed. I'm, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about the second half and the changes. Um, I guess if I'm going to summarize real quick. Because it's late as well, guys. It's uh, it's midnight here, Central European time. It's one o'clock Greek time. I'll say my three positives from today's game. First of all, as I said, Garae Power is back. I think that's super important, um, given, given how it was last season. And I think we had something like 15 games to win a game in Europe before we beat Genk, which is insane for a club of Olympiagos' stature. So I think the Karaiskaki played an important role today in giving an extra boost to the team and you know an intimidation factor against the opponents that we played today. Mm-hmm. Um, still a long ways to go yet, of course. The managers talked about building a bridge while we walk across it. I think that's a very eloquent way of describing the current situation because i i still think we're very far away from final products but we're starting to see some of those elements and against genk the, the fan base has been quite uh, worried about the performances but is the results right we need is the results that count at this stage of the season is the results that buy patience and you know give the manager more time to get the team ready and build what he wants to, to build with the club so um, yeah you know, we couldn't play the high press that we saw in some of the friendlies against Genk I think that would have put us in a lot of trouble against a very athletic team against the you know players with with legs and stamina I don't think we were ready to do that I think we were cynical against Genk we had some luck as well to be very frank uh, that red card without the red card in the second leg I am not sure we would have gone through uh, it was heart in mouth stuff uh, until alexandropoulos scored the equalizer and and put us through but today we we saw some more of that like the some of the high pressing moments of the game and uh, you know Madi Kamara had a good first half um so it, it's getting there bit by bit um and now i'm gonna be i'm speaking more than more than three positives um the the, the second the second point i wanted to make is of course Fortunis, who i'm sure we're going to talk about a lot on the on this show tonight that's two goals in two games in europe uh at the karaiskaki against Genk in the first minute that's his second today he's got an assist as well um great performance I think for me it's his best performance since he since he came back from his last serious injury and I also heard that Gus Poyet was at the stadium so I wonder what he has to say about today's uh today's performance and long may it continue there's a lot of talk about Costa and whether he might be off to Saudi Arabia I I really hope not because again, tonight we saw why he is the best, the best number 10 that Greek football has produced in the last, the last 10 years, uh, hands down. Um, And my third positive is that we still don't have proper fullbacks. And that's not to knock Vrussae and Kini. I thought that they did a job tonight. Vrussae is involved in the goal. The first one, I think he had a, Pretty solid game, barring um, barring the goal that we copped at the end, where he's on the far post and he perhaps could have done a little bit better, um, getting in front of his man. Uh, we'll talk about that later because there's you know Poroso as well who's missed the header, uh, and I thought like Kinney had a good game, uh, but when we have that those proper wing backs, we, don't forget is not playing today. Yep. When we have Rodine, when we have real width on that left-hand side, I think we're going to create some real problems going forward uh, with the spaces that we create for the overlap. Um, on to some negatives, and I'll stop. Uh, obviously, the goal at the end, so we, we talked a little bit about that, and I'm I'm a little bit worried about the centre-back situation because yeah. as, soon, as soon as Retos came off, I, I, lost, uh, I lost some confidence. I thought... I understand he had a yellow card but you could see there was no leader at the back uh and i'm i'm not convinced by nico freira i'm not convinced against better opponents uh i'm not convinced i don't know if it's roderick miranda 2.0 i don't want to exaggerate too much but i'm not I'm not confident and at the moment Banos Oretos is looking like our best center back by by a country mile without any shadow of a doubt um and I really hope fingers crossed that he can keep it together that he can keep fit um I'm really happy for him his performances so far have been very much reminiscent of the player that we sold to Leverkusen um back in 2017. Uh, so again for him long may it continue
0: and I'll I'll put a full stop there. Um, before I go with my positives, there was a quick question from Mano uh, that I wanted to address real quick. Uh, Mano said, "Is the merch ready, guys?" Almost. Uh, I have. I was supposed to have a design meeting today. Uh, unfortunately, I got really busy with work, so I couldn't go um, to our uh, our supplier and go over stuff with him. So the design meeting is going to end up happening next week. But we're we're home stretch. We're ironing out the merch tier exclusive stuff. With Patreon first, then the the rest of the merch will follow. There's a lot of cool stuff coming. We're really excited about it. So keep an eye on it. But merch will be available. Uh, My goal is to have it by end of September. So uh, really excited, you know, uh, to get that started. But as far as my pros were, uh, I was happy again with the nature of the ball movement, right? We we've talked about how in the past, leading up to this season, our ball movement was very slow, very stale. Once again... Pretty up-tempo, a lot of great pass and move. Keeney on that left side. There were a couple moments of interplay between him and whether it was Costas Fortunis on that left side or whoever was coming to help him. Some nice bits of interplay there. We also saw it a little bit on the right. Uh, I was very surprised by Mario's Rusai. He did quite well today. Uh, I, I also am very happy that El Cabi more is, is proving my early doubts wrong. I was very worried about him because I don't think he's the same type of player that El Arabi was. Now, against this type of opposition, does is this indicative of what he'll do the rest of the season? Probably not, but I'm still happy he scored. I'm happy to, to get, as Gostas Leonor says, break the duck early so that he gets the goals. And hopefully this means he he moves going forward and does better things for us. Uh, happy about that. Happy about Mahdi. I want to make a comment about Ibora too, because uh, not just in our Patreon chat, but I saw social media c- people complaining about Ibora uh, being slow. Ibora did exactly what he was brought in to do today. This is his role. And it's the same reason people got upset with Jan and Vila. Like, this is what sometimes coaches want. That's what Diego Martinez wants. He wants him to sit in front of the defensive line and just make sure sh- and, and kind of be a buffer for the counter. That's his role. It's not pretty. It's not fun. There's no highlight reels out of it. It's, he just does dog work. That's it. That's his role. And, the, and, and he did it well. Now, I also am sharing concerns about uh, Nico Freira. I am, in, in the scouting report, I said that if this was our signing for center back and this was going to be the starter beyond the early days, I am very concerned. In the scouting report, I was more worried about his really poor aerial ability. He's very aggressive, and I thought that he would do all right on the ground, but he keeps getting beat. And my other issue with him is, like, you know, he falls. He makes a lot of fouls, too. I mean, I brought that up in the scouting report. This guy fouls a lot. He's a huge foul risk. And somebody had asked me on on Twitter, and I basically had said, like, they were comparing him to um, to Ba with the foul risk. And I really thought, you know, this is not just an U- Usainu Ba. It's not just a Roderick Miranda. It's not a media. If you put Yassin, media, and Usein Ba, and if they had a baby together, it's Nico Frera. The way he fouls, the mistakes he makes, that, like the haphazardness, that's what we have here. And it's really worrying. Hopefully, I, I'm hoping that maybe it won't be the case but the problem is 400 minutes or i guess it's now 490 minutes of play the pattern in 490 minutes is the same and that's what worries me so i can't say yet whether or not i want to blood jackson perozo already or or see what you know we know what we get from indoy but he's our only left-footed center back, which does mean a lot. I know uh, there are people asking questions on social media, like, does it really matter if he's left-footed? Yeah, it, it matters. It's, it's, it's really huge to have a left-footed player playing on that left-side center back because it's a convenience thing. Uh, not everybody is both-footed. Not everybody's comfortable playing the ball. And if you don't have somebody that's, com- that's comfortable playing the ball with his left foot and he gets challenged on that side, that's where mistakes get made. Really bad balls get played, and then all of a sudden you have you know a goal come because you got pressed with a center back that can't play with his left foot. This is why left-footed center backs are super important. I, it's, oh, yeah. Let's just say I'm not um, I'm not super excited with with that center back pairing at all. Um, and uh, I see Monis's question here: Why the why the f did we sign someone like him then? because he was cheap and he's a veteran and he has some experience. That's why you couldn't get anybody else. Plain and simple. It's unfortunate, but that's, that's the reality. Is he serviceable? Yeah, he he is. It's just against better competition. This is going to be, this is going to be the problem.
1: I think I said to you guys, for me, the only reason that he's playing is because he's left footed. Yep. And, I think that don't get me wrong. Against Genk in the first game, I thought he was quite good. Like I was at the game. I was commentating for the channel, and you know he made some, you know, one very important challenge in particular that I remember was like a last ditch tackle. Um, but there's just something about him. Like he hasn't he has mistakes in him, or he he's not the fastest. It takes him a bit of time to turn um and you know he got beat a couple of times today as well and he just doesn't doesn't inspire confidence um I mean this is a, a low-risk signing in a sense that it's a loan signing with an option uh but uh, but yeah I'm you know you, you wonder if if Retos gets injured who leads at the back because the expectation was a little bit different in terms of the signings that we would make at the back. We expected um, someone established in Europe to come in and take a leadership role. And, you know, not, if you ask any Olibiagos fan at the beginning of the season, or if you told any Olibiagos fan at the beginning of the season that Panos would be the stalwart the leader of the defense this season no no way no way maybe less than 5% of the fan base would would say do you know what yeah maybe you're right yeah but uh, but the way it is now he's absolutely indispensable mm. yeah 100% and it showed when he came off when he came off it showed um so th- this is an issue. Uh, the market's obviously still open, but we've got at the moment we have Doi, uh, uh Fryra, Perozo. Am I missing someone? And and Bar are out. Like they're are trying to get rid of them. And
0: yeah, Bagarjanis was on the sheet, right? He was on the Bagarjanis. Yeah,
1: because he's on the B list. So yeah, he's on the B list. So. That uh, can... Sergio Ramos is still free. Uh, that's
0: true. The Basictus deal fell through, but no, that's guys, Libyakos is done. That that part of Libyakos with like the has been names, that's that's over. Um, yeah, that's not my words either. It's just so you know, it's not my words. Um, those are the words uh from uh the source itself. Um uh, Mr. Codon is cooking, he is, guys. Like there's the, there's great stuff coming. Costa brought up um. You know, when we were talking. You talked about the fullbacks. How like we're still missing fullbacks. We have two of them that are supposed to be announced this weekend. Um, Omar Richards that hasn't been uh, announced yet, and then we also have Francisco Ortega, who is he's the one that's going to come in as a starter. Richards, it, uh, when you listen to the scouting report, I've got a lot of concerns about that, uh, even though pre-injury last year's injuries. Definitely something, an option that's very interesting, but Ortega's coming in as a starter because I'm not even sure Richards is match fit. I don't think, I don't know if he's ready to play yet, but that's a different story altogether. Ortega though is, uh, this is an offensive option that we haven't seen on that left back since. I mean, Zimikas was pretty offensive, but like not the most offensive left back we've ever had um he became more offensive the longer he played with us but he was still more of a defense first left back the uh, ortega's a different animal um and i think he's going to be really fun to watch um you could just see there
1: were there, there were a couple of openings in the game today where yeah. you know like costa and the wing let's talk about the the three the three behind the striker yeah yeah because Last year, we talked a lot about playing with three tens, and we ended up doing that again today in the second half. It, it, did it work? Not really, I would say, in the second half. Although, like, we did create chances, most of them fell to pep. But one thing we've definitely seen over the course of the friendlies and the official games that we've had so far is that. The three behind the striker, they keep switching positions all game Castle, long. Castle. So Pep will play behind the striker at the beginning of the game, then you'll see him on the right, and then you'll see Masuras playing behind the striker in the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, is spending a lot of time on the left wing, but also on the right in the second yep. half. Um, and I think it's fair to say that it's the first time in Gostas's career that I've seen him really mature in that in that position and not play um how to say that he played with with authority and that he he wanted to to play there he you know he 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 pressed he he made tackles he went in for challenges it wasn't it wasn't like you know he was pissed because i want to play number 10. i don't play on the wing uh there's there's a there seems to be a, a real like change of attitude yes there from from Fortunis as well and I'm really happy for that and again you know I mentioned Poyet and the national team in the end I hope he's not picked because okay first I I want him to stay um if he's not picked it means he's you know, he's 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 gonna have more time to rest than traveling with the national team etc but but really uh okay national team doesn't have a play like that man um right. And it's you know he's not playing number ten for El anymore. It's um it's a different role for him. Yeah, he's you know, he was great today.
0: He's, he was he was awesome. I mean he's been awesome. Like you talked about the two goals and the assist. Don't forget he drew the penalty for the second goal against Panzer He drew that penalty. So if we're counting that as a goal contribution, that's four goal contributions in three games. Or sorry, four goal contributions in one, two, three, four games. My apologies which is, I mean, it's fantastic. And he's, I, I really hope, again, I've said it multiple times. I've been saying it actually, it feels like a couple weeks now. I, I don't see him going to Saudi Arabia. I just don't see it happening. It's seeing how he's acted his whole career with moves away from Greece. I don't see, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't, I don't care how much money he's making. It just, he's a homebody what did you call him Costa village boy from Calabaca, Calabaca. Calabaca. somebody had asked like I thought he was from Tricala It's was like well yeah <laughs> but I,
1: I it really depends on what we offer him too yeah huh?
0: right yeah and exactly and he is seeking an extension there they have the talks so and I think it's important like, like we I it's so hard in the modern era to imagine that there's an Olympiacos without, without cosas Fortunes, assuming he can play. You know what I mean? Like he's just been here for so long, and he's been such a part of the team even through injury. So that, that's me also. I, I I love the kid. I love him as a player. I personally hope that he stays. I think he still has something to offer. He's a different player ever since coming back from this injury. He's put in a lot more work, and he's already looking good, And we and we need him especially especially we've only signed one winger you know what i mean we need at least one more and you can't get rid of a guy that's been your most productive yes he has been our most productive player so far earlier in the season i just think that would be shooting us in the foot just as we're getting going that's how i see it personally
1: no, but i i just don't think we have a credible we're just plain and simple a good enough alternative right now right now i think Scarpa, to me I think he's going to take a long time to adapt a long time he's not ready he's not ready to take on that role you just look at maybe it's unfair to compare the two but you look at what Gost, Gosta did everything on the pitch today yeah he he, he scored he assisted he ran at people uh, you know he drove the team forwards uh, Scarpa had almost you know a half on the pitch I think they came on in the 55th minute with Hesse and um he he seemed a bit lost at at times I think it's going to take him some time and I just don't they're not him and Pep they're they're not the same type of player as as Costa no
0: they're they're not
1: they don't have the same gifts like they they're gifted players all three of them but Costa is a massive loss. Costa would be a massive loss if he goes away. For me, um, and you know, we have this, we have disagreement about him in our own group mm-hmm. about whether or not he should stay. Uh, should we offer him a, mm-hmm. you know, a g- good good contract, uh, etc. But honestly, I've. It's not that I can't imagine Olívia Without him, it's the I don't I don't think we're ready to, to let him go. I don't think it's no. I, I we need him. We need you're him. Ready.
0: Yeah, you're you're I, I'm with you hundred percent, man. And the, the, the thing with Scarpa too is for those of you that watch the scouting report, I pointed out that Scarpa had a great understanding of where his teammates were. And a lot of these really amazing balls he would play, not just through the final third, but into the penalty area, like some of those final balls. Just he gets the ball and he's he's hasn't even looked up for half a second before he plays it because he knew the run was coming. He's a great player when he understands the team around him. He's been here a week, a week. What understanding does he have of the players around him? And when you have a player like that, he's a and, – and, and don't think that Scarpa's is not a smart player. This guy is a very high IQ player. He has an extremely high soccer IQ or, sorry, football IQ. I can't believe I just did that. Um, he is – he's not an idiot. He's not a bad player. He's very talented. Now, when he starts to learn more about his teammates, you'll see how he works off of him. But, again, watch the scouting report. I go into this in detail. So much of what he did was his, the way he built and worked off of his players around him. He's not necessarily an individualist. He's not somebody that, oh, gets the ball, can dribble through two, three guys. No, not at all. And that's been such a misunderstanding I've been seeing in the fan base about Scott Puff. He has to get to understand his players. Once he understands, once he's comfortable with them and knows where they're going to be, then you're going to see the best of him. I'm not expecting us to see the best of Scarpa in the first month, maybe in the first two months. But as he plays and builds that that that, what's the word I'm looking for? Cohesion. That. um, Oh my goodness. Anyway. um, You're you're right. You know what I mean. Then you're you're going to see it with him.
1: It's unfair to to judge him so early, and you know we've had a bit of that with El Kabi as well. Mm -hmm. I mean. This this team, as oh I said wow. at the beginning, is nowhere near final product. No,
0: not close. You
1: know, that th- there's there's one thing that I regret so much this season. I regret Juan. Oh yeah. I this team, this team, even the, 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 the players that are out on the pitch today with juan I regret so much that we have not had you know that, that we're never going to be able to see him in this team. Yeah. Because I imagine him playing with Gostau on the wing, playing with Maddie in midfield and a hold like a good holding midfielder behind him. Yeah. My goodness. It, it, I'm very sad. I'm very sad about that whole situation. Honestly, um, Mike. And there's a big question mark over the midfield because you mentioned Ibora and I I didn't look on socials. When the game's going on, I put my phone on do not disturb and okay, I look from time to time and we talk. But um, you said it before, Ibora and Kini... They've done exactly what they were brought in to do, uh, bring experience um, onto onto the pitch, um, and class. They have class, both of them. Um, they're they they're veterans. Yes, they're not going to be starters, but you look at a player like Kinney in particular. But you look at a player like Ibora and. Yes, there were a couple of moments in the game where he misplaced the ball. He he played some some bad passes yeah. that led to trouble. But but overall, you just look at the guy, the guy's behavior on the pitch, and it oozes just class and 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 a, a calmness that impacts the entire team yeah the, the way he is on the ball is no nonsense receive the ball turn pass move he's got a big body he made some important challenges in the midfield that that led to that led to you know attacking transition situations so he's going to be a useful a useful player for this team he's going to be a useful squad player what i see in the midfield i don't know how it's going to shape up i really don't um one of you i think a couple of you have asked in the chat what our first impressions were of uh, of hesse it's you know i think it's um i think it's a big thing that he threw him on so early i i I thought he would get game time today. I was a little bit surprised to see him being thrown in in the 55th minute, first substitution with, um can't remember who else Scarpa. came on.
0: He came on with Scarpa.
1: He came on with Scarpa. But you see a player that's really tidy, like really tidy on the ball. He doesn't hide. Like he goes to where the ball is, makes himself available. But we, we didn't see a lot of those elements that you mentioned in in the deep dive in terms of his combativeness like in the midfield yes. you, you talked about an I like a, a stoltidis type player Yeah, that's a big that uh, creates big expectations my friend um but but again to my point i I don't know how we're going to shape up in midfield. Are we going to buy an eight? Is Madikamala staying? Is he going? Uh, Are we going to... Is is Hesse going to replace Ibora? Or is Hesse going to play with Ibora like he did today? Still unclear. Still unclear to me how that midfield is going to shape up. Alexandropoulos, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to play the role that he's been playing up until now? Because... Every game that he's played he to me he hasn't been super impressive in terms of his um time in possession. He contributes a lot to the the pressing and the intensity of the team, but he's not a player that's going to look to come and get the ball and make things happen in the midfield so who's who's that who's the huang who's the Huang in that midfield right. you don't have a player like that you look you have to look to your tens the ten options that you have all the wingers that are going to come in so it, it it goes back to that thing we've been saying since the beginning of the show we're still very we're we're, we're we're building the bridge and we're still walking across it and there's a few days left less than a week now less than a week now to the end of the transfer window and uh Mr Cordoni's is cooking we're gonna buy a striker we're gonna buy a winger yeah the rumors are out there Jovic uh Rafa Mir forget about it that's not happening, not happening. um it is can can Scarpa play the eight role I don't know he, uh, maybe that's a question more a question for you Ari he, he has the
0: work he has the work right he can and he look he's played almost everywhere he's played left back he's played right mid he's played winger he's played attacking mid he's played uh i already said he played left mid left mid right he's played all over the place i think he even played a game at right back so he could do it but but again he needs that understanding i will say this with with hesse um you saw the first touch today right the, in in some of the, Oh, come on. How silky. It didn't matter the situation. Like that's the stuff I was talking about. Silky touch one, two touch. Now you brought that up earlier. Is he, is he a Huang or a Mahdi? Can he do playmate No, that's not, that's not his thing. You're going to see he's another one. Once he gets an understanding for the system, you watch this guy, watch this kid, just anything that comes in and around, he's scooping everything up. Counters are going to happen. It's uh, you, you're going to see it happen. I'm confident. Like the way I'm confident with Hesse is the way I was confident when Juan came in. You know, the, the players like this. It's just like you know when when you see them that this that this this, this is a class player. This is a player that's going to be something for us. So Scarpa, there's there. yeah, there's something there. Same, I mean, same with Scarpa, but with with Scarpa it's just a different context. I don't think we're going to see him with an eight. Uh, play in eight ever um i think it's going to be i think eventually we'll see jesse take over Ibora's role but i wouldn't be surprised to see there was a comment here from i think it was mike Scobb. uh and he has more my mind at right here as in alexadropoulos could be our future especially if Mani leaves alexadropoulos and when he has played has had a couple things i didn't See in film, and I never expected from him as a player. He's had a couple of nice plays, playing the ball, cutting through a defensive line, playing some nice balls, also in distance to his wingers when he's diagonal passes. I never, I when I tell you, even at Ponte I rarely saw him do that, and at, at at in Portugal, almost never. He was he was a he loved to carry the ball forward. And And we're seeing somebody that did something I never expected and and in a in a way that's like he's matured almost multiple years in a short time in that respect, right? Because usually younger players they want to dribble more, especially in the mold that he was wants to but no, now here he will dribble more, but he's very aggressive when off the ball. and he has some of this. I want to explore that personally. I want to explore that because I could see. A, a very visible future where you have Alex Adropoulos with Heze, maybe Mari in a 4-3-3 or Mari next to Heze, assuming Mari stays. But I think we have some of that downfield, some of that vision, that play, deeper playmaking ability in Alex Adropoulos, and He's still young. I, I mean, the I, I really think I really think there's something to that with him. And it's great to have that in a Greek player. Thank you, Bonathinaikos, for not realizing what you had.
1: Yeah, Um, there's a question from Concept Calcio about is is Maddy likely to stay? He seems a bit more enthusiastic and effective again. Um, I think the situation with Maddy is that Maddy appreciates what the club has done for him in a sense that he's created a name for himself after coming to the club and he loves the club he has ambitions that are way above the greek league so the question is what kind of offer comes in if it's if it's to the tune of four million which is what the what is rumored from lyon then 4 million was rejected i think galatasaray had a bid rejected earlier earlier in the summer yep uh, we know that Olibiagos doesn't sell uh cheap nope. um even kunde i've been told that there was a bid for kunde uh 500k that was rejected this is a player that has an 800,000 uh 800,000 a year salary and we we asked to 2 million i mean what we paid why why not cut our losses huh? but th- 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 there's a rumor about fadiga as well that yeah. we asked 6 million from from Monser. um you know make make of that what you will that's just a, that's that's something that was that was reported it sounds ridiculous to me um but i, I think if if we don't get a bid for Camara that's close to two figures. You have to renew him, though. Yeah. That's the that's the issue, right? You have to renew him. If you don't renew him, you lose him for free. In, in six months, he can go and talk to whoever he wants.
0: Yeah, I, I, that that's a tough one. Look, I'm I'm not expecting that because what we're seeing means he wants to stay I, I do believe he likes what's happening with diego martinez's system he looks great in it but remember remember the situation he's in right he needs to look good he he was very clear when he came back over the summer he wanted to stay outside of greece you in italy maybe or france he wanted to go think about his situation his stock is low right he didn't do much under Mourinho. he didn't play that much um you know and his last season with us before going on loan wasn't that great either. So you, you have to take a look at what, what he needs to do. He has to play well to rise his own, to raise his own stock and actually go somewhere he wants to go. So don't let that fool you necessarily into thinking that he wants to stay now just because he's starting to play well. I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's the case, Would I love him to stay, but the realist in me is thinking, no, he's playing really well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a move. Right before the transfer window, because I don't see him signing a a, a contract renewal. Uh, Gusta, uh, there was two funny comments um, about Heze, and I really think that we need to decide here um, about about the the profile. Because Mike Scob says, "Is he a Makalele type of player?" And then you have Vimoskm1990 who says. He makes him think of Fernando Gago when he came to Europe. See, I, I'm more inclined to say like the Fernando Gago because I remember Makalele being a little bit more physical, personally.
1: <laughs> Pe- people love to compare. Um, yeah. no, I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough. um Somebody somebody compared him to Lucas Belia
0: hmm.
1: the other day. Do you remember him? Not he came really. in from Argentina. He played at Lazio. He uh, he had a stint at Anderlecht as well. He was an Argentinian. I think he, he played, made it to the national team. It was the same kind of build, like low center of gravity, um, good touch. It's too early. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, You're talking mm, about
0: he played at uh, at Anderlecht for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah.
0: Big, yeah. Or the yeah, same yeah. that also ended up playing Basak here. He went there. Maybe he made a lot of
1: money to go. Maybe, through. maybe. I'm not. I'm you not know,
0: sure. If if that's the case, I I could, I could see that comparison. I could, I could see that actually. I didn't see a lot to be honest, like I haven't seen a lot of Lucas big De play. I that's just what I remember off the top of my head.
1: No, one, one thing I did appreciate from what I saw today is that he's not shy. No, like, he, like, it, like this is, this is a kid that, that left Argentina, left his family for the first time. Um, you know that that kind of atmosphere. And okay, Huracán is a, a well supported team. I think their stadium feels more than more than the Karaiskaki, and it fills out nearly every oh, game. And he was the captain of that team. So you know this kid's got character. And and there's one thing that we know about the players that we're trying to bring in is that the Spaniards, uh, Gordon, the new management. They're looking at players with leadership traits, leadership qualities. And, right. and this kid has that. It's not a small thing at 21 to be captain of your club in Argentina. So, you know, we, we saw some of that today. Like I said, he's not shy to go and ask for the ball. In his no. first game at the Garaeskagi being thrown in, yes, it's three 0, comfortable score a good way to get introduced into, into the team. I thought the first 10, 15 minutes he was on the pitch, you saw some things, then he kind of faded a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that, that that's normal. That's normal in, in a team that, you know, the chemistry is not, it's not fully there. And again, that's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal in August with all these changes and more changes to come, that, that this is going to take some time. Yep. Um, and, and you know what, maybe uh, unpopular opinion, maybe it's good that we ate that goal at the end because it will, you know, it will mean we go into that game next week with a different mindset. It's like, do you know what? Like it's not over because if it was three 0 at the end of the game, that the headlines tomorrow would be, uh, we're already through and, and let, let, let's, let's be real. I think we have more than enough to get past this chukoritsky side yeah next week and and uh cement our place in the europa league it's not over we took the first step and we, we need to cross the finish line next week and um with rodinez coming back as well that's a, a different kind of threat that we'll have going into that game as much as rusai had a good game i thought going forward he was um adi- he was more than adequate Rodine has provided three out three assists for you know four of the goals that we've scored this season yeah. and, and and that's not nothing so so yeah I don't know do you want to do man of the match coach's grade even if it might be might be perfectly obvious who the man of the match is um for the record we have put a man of the match vote on uh, on YouTube for those of you that are streaming on YouTube, um, Fortunis, El Kabi, Retos, other are the options we've put in there. And of course, uh, Fortunis is leading that with 81% of the votes. If you haven't voted already, uh, vote now. Also, guys, um, as we approach the the end of the show, uh, hit that like button, show your appreciation. doesn't cost you anything. Just smash that like button. It really helps to disseminate the channel and get us out to more Olympiagos fans. Around the world, this is Gate Seven International by the fans for the fans. Your number one English source for all things, Olibiakos, and I mean <laughs> man of the match. Obvious. The fans are right. The yeah, fans I, I agree
0: with them. Yeah. I agree with them. I didn't agree with them last match. Uh, because again in Banzaracos, they all picked fortuny again. I I picked Pep Biel. Um, but I agree with him this time.
1: What did you think of Pep today?
0: I, I will say this. I liked him better. I liked him better when he was in the middle, but he had he had some decent opportunities from further away. I thought he connected well um, in in some respects, but I mean it, my, my issue with him primarily is that like he is, he's a talented player. And like when he's on, like you, you know, he has ability to do better things than what he has offered us on a whole. And I don't know, maybe that's what why I get a little bit more frustrated with him. Um, I think um, I think he was okay today, though. I, I wasn't unhappy with him. I'll say with his performance, I thought I thought he was fine. Um, had a couple of decent looks. Unlucky, I think, maybe not to get a goal in some opportunities. He maybe should have gotten over. There was that one shot in the second half where like it was just over. Uh, maybe if he had gotten over the ball, I thought
1: – With his right foot. There. Yeah,
0: with his right foot. So yeah. I thought he was all right today, but I still like mm, – The stuff that I saw on the tape, Like we still don't see that from Copenhagen. But I think we're closer mm. at least. So it's okay with him today.
1: I, I'm not ruling out a transfer yeah for him the last few days but uh, the the one thing I'll say is the guy's got if he wants to he's such a good player if he wants to that's the thing yeah uh, and there are moments like the first 20 minutes where you're looking at the game and you're thinking where is he yeah but I think it will be interesting to look at his stats tomorrow when, um, when Y-Scout populates, because I think he must have had at least four or five shots on goal. Uh, there's there's yeah. the shot with his right foot that he's that he's skied. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of shots that he's taken from outside the box where you know, he turns his body and he tries to curl yeah. it into the other corner. Um, there's a shot he's had at the keeper towards the end of the game. And, and you know, if he bags one of those, then it's four nil and the game's over um I, I don't think we're going to be made to rue those missed opportunities that he had but but you're right like we we haven't come close to seeing the Pep Biel that that was so good at, at Copenhagen yet um it's the first time really that we've seen him start in that position behind the striker and now I think we understand that Here's another question: Do you think, do you think, if we bring wingers in, that he's going to do that, the, the coach, that he's going to switch them up all the time, or is it going to be more set? Because if you've got two wingers and you play with a traditional ten, are you really going to ask like Ivan Birinich to come and play inside behind the striker? No, you want him to play on the. You want him to play out on the on the touchline. And run at the byline or you know cut inside you're not going to ask him to to go and play behind the striker that's that might change
0: yeah but so if this were like before like when Diego Martinez was just coming in and we're doing the analysis of his coaching style I would say I would have said yes he would be interchanging them but we've seen something different he's actually kept pretty consistent with the lineup so far. Maybe that's out of necessity, but this is a guy that likes to tinker a lot depending on who he plays against and, and what's going on at the time. So I don't, um, from what we're seeing now, I think I don't think he's going to do that. Maybe with BL, maybe with Fortunes, maybe we'll see some interchange uh, here and there, but he seems like he's kind of sticking with kind of the same thing, you know, outside of maybe a substitution for rest so i don't think that's going to be the case like i like i initially would have thought
1: yeah um yorgo says we need players who aren't scared to shoot like bielo and yeah. there's another interesting comment here from dimos who says um so i seen yeah i've seen through balls for the first yeah. time in a long time
0: 2019 uh, 2020 you're right demo
1: and yeah when wingers do come in I, I I agree I agree with that with that comment um there was a question earlier about when the list needs to be submitted for the the the, the, the group stage it's the 4th of September yeah I was so to say four, I had that pulled up 4th of September is when we need to submit our our squad list to UEFA um trying to think if there are any other um any other comments we should really really Did we do coach address? is great. Coaches, no we didn't. Um excuse me. Uh, for me it's um it's an a minus. Today it's not an A because uh, I think maybe he maybe he got a bit carried away. If I'm being really picky, if I'm being really picky Maybe he got a bit too carried away with the subs. Yes. Um that's and, what that's
0: what I was thinking as well.
1: Yeah. Um Maddy's goal was disallowed because there was a handball involved. Yes, that's why. And, yeah. And there may have been a handball in the in their goal as well. It looks like the, the guy on the far post has headed it and it's hit the hand of the other yeah. player and gone in. But 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 anyway, um no, otherwise I, I I'm I'm happy that Carvalho was out. Me too. Carvalho was taken out. I think um, you know somebody said that wh- why are we uh, why do we like Versailles so much? It's not that I like him so much. I just thought he's he had a game uh, today. like he is playing out a position. He he's involved in the goal yeah, at the beginning at the of the beginning. game, uh, and he was you know he. Other you never than said the, he should
0: start over Rodine. No, you didn't say no, he no. should be a starter. You just said he had a good game. <laughs> yeah.
1: Other than other than the last action where we ate the goal, uh, I said at the beginning he's yeah. he could have could have done a little bit better to be in front of his man and right. and get in the way. Otherwise, he, he's he's done more than what you can expect. I think.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We're not saying he's a starter. He just he had a good game today. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, nothing else you can really say about that so excited that we played well yes it's a shame he can't play in qualifiers but we're going to see him sooner sooner rather than later i'm excited to see him haven't had an, an out and out winger there was a podensic comment too don't hold your breath <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's the the low center of gravity in the size yeah what's this oh we've got someone from morocco tuning in oh welcome uh, Alhamdulillah, my friend from Morocco. What do you think about El-Kabi? Um, interested to know how he's going to be a long-term starter in Olympiakos. I don't... Um, I think I speak Ferrari as well. I'm not sure if El-Kabi is going to be the number one striker going into the season. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I hope um, I hope El-Arabi goes back to Morocco uh, because that two million contract doesn't sit well with me. Um we've had this discussion before about El Arabi uh but El Kabi happy for him to break that he broke his duck today um I like I I I do like his movement I like his aerial hustles all
0: the time love it
1: I like his aerial ability like he 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 gets stuck in and you know the goal is a poachers goal yeah uh, the first one and the second one he had two headers against Genk I think in the last game too you know so um so he's uh, you know, I think it's a decent option for us.
0: I think he is. I look, he, he's, and if he ends up becoming the starter because he plays well, I'm happy about it. I just don't see it happening personally. Yeah.
1: So. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. We've been going on almost an hour. It's, it's late. Um, at least for those of us that are on European time, uh, Ari's got work to go off and do Ari. Thanks so much for um, coming on with me and making sure that I don't, do this alone. Uh guys good night for for li Uh decent win. Job's not done yet. There's still one more game to go. Next week in Serbia we're going to be playing in um we're going to be playing south of Belgrade in a stadium that isn't Chukaritsky stadium. It's a stadium that fits I think 4000 4000 people. There might even be more Greeks that are at the stadium next week than Chukaritsky fans. So again, decent result tonight. Pretty good performance, particularly in the first half. We're starting to bed the new players into the team slowly, but surely. Things are starting to come together. This is this is not the same olibiagos as last year there's something good being built let's be positive um i really hope that as many of you as possible enjoyed today's game even if it was a bit sour at the end to eat the goal like that stay positive there's there's a few days left in the transfer window i believe that the striker signing and the 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 player that we sign at winger they're going to be good players i think we're going to be happy with who we sign i don't want to talk names again we're approaching an hour guys if you haven't hit the like button please consider doing that doesn't cost you anything smash the like button subscribe to keep informed about everything that we do at the channel hit the bell if you want to be notified when new content comes out if you would consider early access more content um, from us you can support us on on patreon as well so go and check us out on patreon at gate 7 intl at patreon and it's been great it's good to be back ladies and gents and we'll be back again on on sunday after the Adromitos game, until then, this is Gate 7 International, by the fans, for the fans, we'll see you next time. <laughs>